You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Jeremiah 31. This, we started back in, uh, well, we took a break starting in November. And uh, we had Christmas, had a lot of the, had the staff guys preach, and we had some different things, candlelight services and all that. But um, we're back in Jeremiah. I don't know if we'll finish, we'll just continue, or if we'll take a break. Uh, but this passage right here, God has used in, in my heart this week. I hope it'll be a blessing to you. Verse 1, at the same time, saith the Lord, will I be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus saith the Lord, the people which were left, <laughs> the, the ones that survived, the ones that were uh, still remaining of the sword, found grace in the wilderness. Even Israel, when I went to cause him to rest, the Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Again, I will build thee, and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel. Thou shalt again be adorned with thy tabrets, and shalt go forth in the dances of them that make merry. Thou shalt yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant, and shall eat them as common things. For there shall be a day that the watchman upon the mount Ephraim shall cry, Arise ye and let us go up to Zion unto the Lord our God. For thus saith the Lord, Sing with gladness for Jacob and shout among the chief of the nations, Publish ye, praise ye and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. Lord, I pray you'd speak to our hearts. Give us what we need from the word of God tonight. Uh, Lord, I pray that it would be fresh. I pray that it would be new. I pray that it would be a heart piercing. I pray that it would uh, 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 convict us. I pray it would challenge us. I pray the word of God would lead us and direct us uh, in decisions that we need to make and situations that we're facing. I pray, Lord, that uh, your word would go forth and accomplish that which you have intended for it to accomplish tonight in our hearts and lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to notice quickly, we're going to go through a few of these verses. Verse number one, I am glad that God has taken complete control and complete uh, uh, authority of the category that he is God. Aren't you glad that's not up to us? Aren't you glad that we're not left to figure out how to govern our lives and how to, how to know what to do and where to go? And aren't you glad that God has that category under control? He is God. Now, by the way, the fact that He is God means that we are not. Now, we like to act sometimes like we are our own gods, don't we? We like to uh, uh, have it our way and we like to uh, try to figure things out and we like, not just in our own lives, we like to try to figure things out in everybody else's life. I, I'm amazed at how much time some people have on their hands. They don't just have time to get their own problems fixed. They got time to fix everybody else's problems. It's amazing how that works. Uh, maybe it's just me, but I've got a full plate. Just keep my own backyard clean, if you know what I mean. And uh, so anyway, I'm just saying this, that let God be God. Uh, let God have that category. Let God have that role. He is doing a great job. 
Nobody else can do it. You can't do it. I can't do it, but he sure can. Let God be God and let's be his people. I will be the God of all the families of Israel and they shall be my people. Boy, I, I get great comfort and I get great confidence in the fact that God is God and I can rest under his authority. I can rest in his control. I can rely upon his provision. Uh, I, I think about there's so many things right now, so many exciting things going on with our church, ministry, and all that. And you know, sometimes it can seem like a little scary, maybe. But I tell you what's great, it's not our ministry. It's not our church. As a matter of fact, uh, my family, it's not really my family. My life is not really my life. It all belongs to God. And when we let God be God, it's amazing how he works it all out and he has it all under control. Verse number two, thus saith the Lord, Jeremiah said, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness, even Israel, when I went to cause him to rest. Now, the wilderness is not the place that you or I would choose to be. If you were picking a spot to land and say, you know, we're going to go on vacation or we're going to find our, our, our dream house or our retirement spot, we're not picking the wilderness. You're not picking a desert where it's barren and it's dry and there's nothing there. In the wilderness in the Bible often is a place that is forsaken. I'm not talking, Brother Curry, about people who want to be hermits. I saw you shaking your head. I'm not talking about that. Uh, some of you are thinking, well, that kind of sounds good about now. You know, this big city of Roanoke Rapids, boy, it's just really closing in on us, you know. Um, the wilderness is not the place you would normally choose. And in the Bible, the wilderness is not a desirable place. The wilderness is a place where there's not much food. There's not much water. Uh, there's not much protection. There's not uh, much provision. And so the wilderness is not a desirable place to be. And maybe, maybe some of you tonight, maybe you're going through a wilderness experience. Now, I don't mean that's where you live. I don't mean you live out in the boondocks and all that. I, mean, I just mean that, that, that your life right now, Maybe it seems like a wilderness. Maybe it seems like there's a lot of trials. Maybe there's a lot of things you don't understand. And maybe we know about it. Maybe nobody knows about it. But, but you know in your heart just with what you're going through. Did you know that sometimes we can be in wilderness situations in our life where it seems like all we're doing is wandering? Remember the children of Israel? Remember how many years they wandered in a wilderness? Now that was their own fault. Remember how many years? 40 years they wandered in a wilderness. Uh, they made no progress. Uh, it seemed hopeless. It seemed pointless. It just, it seemed like it was a, a miserable time for them. And maybe you feel like you're in a wilderness experience. I got some good news for you. It's found in verse number two. Did you know that God's grace can show up in the wilderness? Did you know that help can arrive in the wilderness? Did you know that God can help you no matter what you're going through, no matter what you feel like is going on in your life? The grace of God is greater than any wilderness experience you'll ever go through. And these people, the children of Israel, God found, found them and God extended his grace in the wilderness when it seemed helpless, God showed up. Hallelujah for that. Sometimes 
we've got to get to the wilderness before we recognize the grace of God. Sometimes we got to go through the problems before we realize that we need God. Sometimes it's in the wilderness where God speaks to you. Now, this is so interesting to me. I don't know if interesting to you. I didn't mean to wake some of you up, but it, you know, didn't mean to disturb you. But the children of Israel, they wandered in a wilderness for 40 years. But you know what's interesting is before Moses went back to Egypt and led the children of Israel out of Egypt and led them to the, the brink of the promised land, Moses was a shepherd with his father-in-law. And we often use the term, he was on the backside of the desert, right? He was kind of in a wilderness. You know what happened for Moses in that wilderness? Not with the children of Israel, but before that, there was a burning bush. And it was that burning bush where God showed up. God spoke to Moses, and Moses was never the same after that. That voice spoke to Moses, gave instruction to Moses, and it was in the wilderness that God became real in Moses' life. I hope God's real in your life. I don't know if, if COVID and a pandemic and elections and all of this, I don't, know, I don't know how it's affected you, but I hope one way it's affected you I hope God's more real to you now than he was last year at this time. I hope you've experienced the grace of God. I hope you have a relationship with God that is stronger than it has ever been. By the way, it's been a wilderness, but God shows up in the wilderness. And God found his people and, and they found grace in the wilderness. Verse number three, the Lord appeared of old unto me. Now that phrase uh, of old is interesting because it has really two connotations or two meanings. One means that this was a long time ago that God had showed up, but it also has the idea that something was a long distance ago, as if we, we traveled a long way and, and way back here, this location, God spoke, or way back in this time, God spoke. But here's what's amazing in verse number three, that the Lord appeared of old unto me, saying, yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Now, I am thankful for all of the times that God has showed up in my life. And sometimes you may feel like it's been a long time ago or it was a, a long way back or maybe you feel like you've traveled a long way through life and maybe you feel like it's been a while since God has showed up and God has spoken to you. And, and by the way, uh, to say that, I don't mean that God ever leaves you because he never leaves you, he never forsakes you. But I, you know what I mean. There's sometimes where you read the Bible and you just don't get a whole lot out of it. And there's sometimes where you pray and you wonder, is my prayer even going higher than the ceiling? You know what I'm talking about. At least I hope you do. Otherwise, you're thinking, man, we got a backslidden pastor up there, you know. He, he, he reads his Bible sometimes and he doesn't get a lot out of it. Well, it's true. There's times where I pray and, and I feel like I'm praying and I feel like I'm right with God, but I just, I feel like I don't see the answer. I, I feel like I'm in a fog. You know what I'm talking about. Please, somebody say, you know, I'm okay, thank you. I hope you're not lying, but it did make me feel better. But, but here's the thing, God never leaves us, he never forsakes us, but there are times in life where God shows up and you know it. There is no mistake. And boy, after that you think, that's what I want. I need God to show up. 
I need God to speak. I need God to work. I need God to do something big. And there are times in life where maybe we're going through a situation and it seems hopeless. It's a wilderness. It's, it's miserable. It's, it's pointless. We're wandering. And God shows up and God does something big. God does something mighty. And you step back from that situation and you say, well, that sure wasn't because of me because I could have never done something that good. But God did it. And God appeared of old unto me saying, and here's, here's the message when God showed up. He said, I want to remind you that I have loved you with an everlasting love. I'm glad for that everlasting love because not all love is everlasting, but the love of God is. His love lasts forever. His love never expires. His love never ends. There's nothing you're going to do uh, to cause God not to love you. That's already been settled. That was settled on an old rugged cross. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's everlasting love is what gives us the opportunity to receive everlasting life. But we have been loved by God with an everlasting love. Pray, I'm so glad God loves me. Doesn't it feel good tonight to know that God loves you? Doesn't it feel good tonight that if nobody else loves you, the whole world may hate you, but hey, God loves you. And he loves you with an everlasting love. And then notice how God draws us. It says that with loving kindness have I drawn thee. You know what's so amazing to me is that the Christian life, of course, it's more than just getting saved. Now, that's how you get into the family of God. You're born again, right? You're justified, you're, you're redeemed, and you receive the gift of salvation. But once you get saved, it doesn't stop there. That's the beginning. Because God wants you to experience. God wants you to know. He wants you to feel. He wants you to understand his loving kindness every single day of your life. And if you and I do not experience that loving kindness, it's not God's fault because he's extended it. As a matter of fact, that's the very thing that ought to draw us. That ought to be the hook. That ought to be the thing that brings us back to God when you say, hey, this whole world, they say they love me, but this whole world doesn't love me. They'll use me. They'll chew you up and spit you back out and they'll have nothing to do with you. That's the way Satan operates. Satan wants to destroy you. He wants to deceive you. He wants to ruin your life. He doesn't care about you. But God's loving kindness is what draws us back to him. It's what keeps us close to him. I want you, here's the Bible study here. We'll, we'll go quickly. Turn with me. We'll come back to Jeremiah 31. But go with me to the book of Psalms. I want you to see God's loving kindness at work and what God's loving kindness does in our life. You say, well, what's loving kindness? Just like it sounds, it's his love, it's his kindness, it's his goodness, it's his mercy, it's all the good stuff that none of us deserve. We are unloving, we are sinners, we are wicked. Uh, there's nothing good in us, but God has chosen and he said, I am gonna put my love upon you. Hallelujah for that. Psalm 17, verse number seven. Show thy marvelous loving kindness. Oh, his loving kindness, it is marvelous. Look at Psalm 25. Psalm 25, verse number six. Remember, O Lord, 
thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Oh, that's good to know. His love is everlasting. His goodness is everlasting. And his loving kindness is, has been ever of old. It's always been, always will be his loving kindness. Notice Psalm 26, verse number three. For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes. You know what's amazing about that is there are some things in life that are right in front of you, but you don't see it. You know how I know that? Because I'll be helping in the kitchen. And my wife will say, can you get such and such? And she'll tell me right where it is. I'm feeling pretty brave tonight. She's in the children's ministry. I think I'm just going to go on with this story, okay? All right, I'm feeling good. Thank you, Brother Curry. I appreciate the help. Might need a place to stay tonight. But my wife will tell me, say, hey, can you grab this or can you get this? And sure, I got it. I walk in the pantry. I walk to the cupboard. I open the, uh, the cabinet. Exactly. Now, I want to tell you, the listening skills that I have, I don't mean to brag, but the listening skills that I have second to none. I mean, it's just, there's not a problem there, okay? Now, depends on if the selective, selective option is on, then, that, then there's a problem. But, but the listening skills, no problem. I'll go to that spot. I will stare into that cabinet. And I'm like, not there. It is not there. I'm looking exactly where I'm supposed to be looking. You fellas, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? And I will tell Joanna, I'll say, hey, hon, I don't see it. Somebody must have put it somewhere else. She will walk by, not even look in the cabinet. She'll reach in, pull it out, hand it to me, and go on to the next thing. And I'm thinking, I can't do that again. So the next time it happens, I stand longer. And I stare longer. And I search more intently in that spot. And now I'm afraid. I'm afraid to say I don't see it, I can't find it, because I'm afraid she's going to do this again. Walk by, not even look, grab it, and put it on the counter, and then, I'm, and then I really... So I will, I will do everything to look. And sometimes it's right in front of your eyes, and you don't see it, right? Fellas, you know what I'm talking about? Not all of you fellas. Most of you are good in the kitchen and all that. But for me, you know what's amazing is we're talking about the loving kindness of God. And maybe there's some here, or maybe there's some listening or watching the service, and you're thinking, well, Pastor, that's good for you. I'm glad God shows you loving kindness. But He doesn't show it to me. Well, I would challenge you to look in the cabinet again. <laughs> I would challenge you to open your eyes and not miss what's right in front of your face because the loving kindness of God is poured out upon everyone. I'm not saying it's exactly the same. I'm certainly not saying it's cookie cutter. God knows exactly what you need. He knows when you need it. He knows how you need it. He, he, he can meet every need down to the last detail. But God's loving kindness is before our eyes if we'll just Open our eyes and look and see. Look at Psalm 36. I'm so thankful for God's goodness in my life and His loving kindness to me. 
My dad used to always say, God has been better to me than I deserve. And I'll say, God has been better to all of us than we deserve. What we deserve is eternity in a place called hell. Anything, anything above that is loving kindness and grace and mercy and God's goodness. Psalm 37, is that what I said? Or Psalm 36, verse number 7. Excuse me, 36, verse 7. How excellent is that loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. The more you experience the goodness and loving kindness of God, the more you realize that you can trust him because he loves you and he cares about you. And if somebody loves you and somebody cares about you and somebody is there for you every step of the way, you understand here's somebody that I can trust. And the more you get to know God, and the more you experience a relationship with God, the more you'll realize that you can trust Him. The more you realize that you can rely upon Him. Notice Psalm 36, verse number 10. Oh, continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. Now again, God's good to everybody. But you know the ones that know God? The ones that walk with God, the ones that have that close relationship with God, the closer you get to God, the more you're going to see his goodness. When I was growing up, uh, we, I don't know why we did this. And uh, Uncle Jim, I don't know if you all, you probably didn't do this when you were growing up, but I don't know if this was a Cobernat thing or what. But whenever dad was going somewhere, we always wanted to go with dad because we knew there was a very real possibility we were going to stop at a gas station. And do you remember those, those um, uh, fountain drinks at the gas station? Do you remember when you could get like a gallon-sized fountain drink for like 39 cents? I mean, that's an accident waiting for a place to happen. You know, you give a child a 44, I mean, that thing ought to last you for a week, you know, but they were only like 39 cents. And we knew if we were going with dad, Julie, I don't know if you remember that, but you were, we were going with dad, there was a good chance we might get one of those. Well, guess what? The ones that didn't go with dad, they might miss out on that. You know, I think a lot of people miss out on the goodness and the blessings of God because they never spend time with Him. They don't really know Him. Uh, they don't have time for God. And can I tell you, God's loving kindness is so good. And the more you experience it, the more you know Him, the more you realize that you can trust Him. And, oh, verse number 10, Oh, continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee. Look at Psalm 40. Psalm 40 and verse number 10. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Now think about this. What the psalmist David is saying here is he said, God, you've been righteous and I've not kept it a secret. He says, God, you have been faithful and I have been faithful to tell everybody about your faithfulness. And then he said this, I have not concealed, I have not hidden thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Now hang on. We are, human nature is that we are very quick to point out the negatives, okay? For instance, we should, if we go to a restaurant or we go to a place of business and we get good service, we ought to be as apt to 
stop and talk to a manager and say, hey, I want to let you know this was awesome. Most people don't take the time to do that. However, if there's a problem, oh, they're going to know about it. We are going to let that manager, we're going to let that, that, that store, that company, we're going to let them know. We're going to call the 1-800 number. We're going to email them. We're going to yelp them. I don't know if that's a verb, but we're, I mean, we're going to get them. We are going to let them have it. We're going to let everybody know the bad. But here's the problem. In the Christian life, sometimes we don't tell people about God's goodness. We miss opportunities to tell people and to share with people how good God has been. Now, now God forbid this one time, God doesn't do something the way you think. Oh, oh I can't believe, why would God do this? Well, what about every day that God gave you mercy and every day that God gave you goodness? Let's let people know. Let's not conceal it. I've got, um, I got about 12 more verses, but I think we'll stop there. But needless to say, I'm so thankful for God's loving kindness in my life. I'm thankful for God's everlasting love. I'm thankful for the grace that we can find even in the wilderness. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.